gather the family together because this one's for the whole group. And speaking of family, we have part of our Impact family with us here today. Welcome, Gentry, to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. Kylie, add portion of the podcast. This time you're going to do it in slow motion. Go. Fast Con 2021 is family <laughs> abduction self-defense d- training. <laughs> Spreading your Con. words out Gentry's and doing it in slow motion are not the same thing. <laughs> Gentry's falling asleep. All right, speed it up. October 15th and 17th. Sign up no, today. What? 16th. 16th comes yeah. after 15th. October 15th and 16th. Sign up today. Impact Defense done online. Slash fast. Slash fast. I keep forgetting that. And now on to our podcast <laughs> news with your host, me. Jada. As opposed to... So this... So this story um, is of an 11-year-old boy. He demonstrated the force when he defended his mom by hitting an attacker with a toy lightsaber. The man in his 30s fled after being confronted by the youngster outside a bakery in Swordston near Norwich, England. Police said the boy hit the man with his toy after the man had punched and verbally abused his mother as she approached her car, and the man fled after the youngster hit him with the lightsaber. It's freaking phenomenal. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about several times on the podcast how criminals don't want to fight; they they want an easy target, and you know that just kind of goes to show you that even like an eleven year old with a toy lightsaber can put up enough of a fight that make a criminal want to flee the area. I don't know what that lightsaber was made of. If it was I like do too. Plastic, or if it was like one did of the really re- good ones. Did it shock him? I did mean. it make a sound effect <laughs> when it hit him? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was just screaming and hitting him. I don't know, but that's just that. I like that. Mm-hmm. At this point, Gentry is now sitting here wondering why in the world she agreed to do this. No, this is just fun sitting around the table. Okay. <laughs> Gentry's like, I'm just here to sit around a table. Yeah, I'll put some input in eventually. Yeah. Okay. So, in, in all honesty, the, the actual subject of the podcast today is talking about um, why self-defense training is like important for the entire family. Or apparently, you can just use a toy lightsaber. You can use anything. We've talked about <laughs> the improvised weapons, okay? So, um, that kid was all hopped up on having watched Star Wars that morning. Yeah, probably. So, that bakery, too, so some sugar in there. <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at that 30 year old and was like I'm all hopped up on sugar and Star Wars let's go buddy <laughs> anyway there can only be one so um, and we've talked about it several times before uh, what what drew you and your entire family the reason Gentry's on here is because not only does Gentry and her husband do it but all four of her children also do it with us so what drew you and your entire family into doing martial arts? Um, well, basically, we had just had several situations where 
things had happened, we were followed or we had situations that we felt uncomfortable or like it could potentially be a dangerous situation. Um, and we just really felt like it was a good thing for our whole family to participate in, for everyone to be aware of what was going on and able to protect themselves and not just rely on the adults being able mm. to handle anything that needed to happen. But do they have toy lightsabers? <laughs> they used to. <laughs> they broke them. <laughs> Fighting. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you brought that up. It's, it's important for everybody in the family to actually understand how to defend themselves, not just one. Sometimes everybody's not together. But when they are together, that just really kind of, like, puts you in a position where every. Uh, let's be honest, your youngest is three, four, four. Mm-hmm. I'm horrible at ages. That's fine. This cool. one's 13, 15, 14, 12, 7. I don't know, somewhere in 14. that range. 14, that's yeah. it. So no, we're, we're still working on a lot of foundational stuff at four years old. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the most part, especially your older two, you have a very good, solid foundation of everybody knowing, like, what the, to do if mm-hmm. something hits the fan. Right. And it's not just them knowing what to do, it's them helping watch for situations yeah. around us and a lot of times they'll bring things to my attention before I notice them hey pay attention that guy over there's watching us or you know it, it could be anything but they've brought things to my attention before that I had not noticed yet so a couple podcasts back we were talking about like self-defense for like during the summer mm-hmm. and that was one of the things we were talking about like sometimes even kids will like pick up on something mm-hmm. and point something out to your parents and you know, as a parent you don't need to write that off because mm-hmm. if something's going on to make your kid feel a little weary about the situation mm-hmm. you need to kind of pay attention right. to it all, all right so you guys have done a lot of classes mm-hmm. um obviously you've been training for how long um about five and a half years myself but we've been a part of this dojo for about eight years yeah Okay. So you and Jeremy have been doing it for five and a half, and, you know, at least your oldest two have been doing it for eight now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I knew it's been a long time. It has been. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So as, as when Jada says that, you know, as part of an Impact family, at this point in time, you guys really are a part of, like, the family. Everybody feels right. like family at this mm-hmm. point in time. Um, I'm here more than I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Solid workaround. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. So, um, but anyway, in, in that respect, this has become like a big family activity for you guys. I oh, mean, yeah. you guys do this here, and then you, you practice it and do it at home as well, right? We do. We do. We have a lot of fun with it. We a lot of times end up training at home when we don't mean to, and somebody just comes up and randomly attacks someone else. So <laughs> it's great opportunities. <laughs> okay, I didn't exactly plan to go this way, but it, it kind of just... Brings about. I love when entire families do it. I, I just, I do. And um, do you think that something like that is something that you have guys have found that you kind of like bonded over? Absolutely. I mean, there's not a lot of things that all of us are interested in, but this is something that all of us can do. Even my four-year-old, because I mean, he's. I was really impressed when he said, "Come here, I want to do a trap and roll mount escape with you," and I'm like. I didn't know you knew how. <laughs> I didn't know we were working on it with him yet. And, I mean, just the stuff that he's able to do and, yeah. you know, watching him do things that are you know, to, fit, to defend himself. It's, you know, it's exciting to watch a four-year-old know how to do things. Mm-hmm. And, and we get asked a lot. Mm-hmm. So would you mind sharing, like, a story where you feel, where, you know, it was beneficial that you guys have done some of the things that you have done? 
A story. Which, a story. Which one do you want? I don't know. Pick one. Um, so we were in a grocery store um, back about six or seven months ago. Um, it was, Shockingly, not Walmart. It was not Walmart. I wasn't going to say which one it was. But I know, but yeah, just but everybody yeah. assumes it's Walmart when we're it talking about it. Okay, everything it blends together not between Walmart, Walmart and just not Walmart. So uh-huh. there's, mm-hmm. Yeah, just everything is either categorized as Walmart or, or, not. or not. It was not Walmart this, <laughs> this time. Um, and myself and all four children were in there. Um, my kids' ages are 15, 12, 8, and 4. And we had been in there for a while. We were almost finished. We had not noticed anything unusual. And as we came around the last aisle, I had taken my four-year-old. I had been carrying him, and he was getting kind of heavy. So I gave him to my 15-year-old and told him to hold his hand. Um, and as we came around the edge of the, the last aisle, right at the registers, there were four men. And, of course, they all had masks on because they were supposed to, but you couldn't see their faces. Um, and they were all standing in line, and they weren't holding anything. They, weren't checking, they were checking out, but they didn't have anything in their hands. Um, and so I just thought it was odd. And as we went around the edge of the aisle, I stepped back and I looked back at them. And... I noticed they were all watching us and they were kind of talking back and forth quietly to each other. So I, I grabbed my four-year-old from my 15-year-old um, and I told my oldest two to keep an eye on those guys. And I grabbed my eight-year-old daughter and put her up against my side. And as we were going down that aisle, I turned and looked back and all four of the men were coming towards us. Um, they spread out and the two of them stayed back towards my older kids and two of them came up around myself and my four-year-old and my eight-year-old and one came all the way around in front of us and knelt down on the floor like he was going to pick something up or get something off the shelf in front of us but they essentially had us surrounded from my oldest child in the back all the way around and had us kind of pinned against the side of the the aisle Um, and it was very obvious what they were doing it was very obvious that they had targeted us and that they they had a a person basically for each one of us and I knew that even with all the training that we had that four grown men was gonna be kind of hard for us to deal with um, especially since I was trying to hold two children um, myself Um, I do carry a gun but I couldn't get to my gun because I had a child in each hand Um, And so as I was looking at the one who had stopped in front of me, really all I could do was just look him in the face and I shook my head and I just said, don't, because there was nothing else I could do. I just wanted him to don't because I knew that that was going to be a situation that was going to go really badly. Some of us were going to get hurt. Um, We all knew how to make a, a scene and, you know, we all knew how to defend ourselves, but against four people, you're just not expecting to have to deal with that in that moment, especially when both of your hands are occupied. Um, and thankfully, when I made eye contact with him and I, I just shook my head and I said, don't, he, he kind of just looked at me and, and stood up and, and realized, okay, this is probably not going to be an easy target like we thought it was going to be. Um, and they all quickly turned he never grabbed anything he didn't do anything all their hands were empty and they quickly went back around the edge of the aisle and when I looked back they were gone they had left the store Um, so it was it was something that was very obvious what was happening and you just don't expect you expect you might have to deal with one person two at the most yeah just don't expect that there's going to be four grown men who are surrounding you suddenly in a store um 
as, as a little bit of context, that also happened like at a time where we had over the course of was it two months? Probably. There was like eight. Was it eight teens mm-hmm. that had gone missing, and they, I think they showed that six of them were abducted in some form or fashion at that mm-hmm. time. And this all happened during that same time. It did. And I'm not going to lie. I've asked you to tell that story mm-hmm. at, when we do, because you, you help us. And for yeah. those of you who don't know, uh, Gentry is uh, one of the ones that helps instruct in our abduction prevention seminars and stuff like that. And I've asked her to relay that story a few times. And to be completely honest with you, I feel kind of like a heel every time I do, because I see the emotion in her eyes. But it's just such a powerful illustration of what sometimes can happen. So, I apologize. It's okay. I don't mind <laughs> telling it. But, hey, I can do it on here better than I can in front of an entire room full of people. So yeah. I completely fall apart this time. So. <laughs> but, you know, it, it really goes to show how fast something can happen. And a couple of things that we kind of pick up from that. It happens quickly. And then, even though you were actually carrying a gun that day, mm-hmm. you couldn't get to it because you had your hands full of kids. Mm-hmm. And people don't think about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're definitely wasn't going to let go of one of your children so you could reach back and grab your gun. No. And then also we get the idea that, as we've said before, criminals don't want to fight. They don't want attention. Whatever they do, they want to do really, really fast. And you never realize these guys are going to put up a fight. And they kind of moved on from that point. Right. So I guess the question that we would have for you is what difference do you think that having training made for you and your family in that situation? What do you think maybe you did differently than someone who wouldn't have known? There's several things. First of all, just the awareness of the fact that people were standing in line without having anything Mm. to purchase. Noticing. That is, I would not have paid attention to the fact that they didn't have anything in their hands. And so that was suspicious that they were all standing there watching us when they were in line without anything to pay for. Yeah. That's the very first thing, because I never would have paid attention to that. Yeah, you you're, you're a mother in a store with four children. There's a lot on your mind. I don't, <laughs> tear, I don't care what the people in line are buying. <laughs> yes. But the, that was the first thing that I noticed, and I would not have noticed that yeah. before I started training here. Um, the second thing was I didn't have to explain to my older two kids a whole lot of information. I just simply said, give him to me and watch those guys. Yeah. That's all I had to say, and I didn't have to get their attention, get them to understand what was about to happen. They knew. I said a couple words, and they were, you know, they were on top of that. And can we just say what, what your, your second son did? Because I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yes. So my 12-year-old actually had was pushing the buggy. He's over there laughing. <laughs> <laughs> The kid's like, sitting in the background. You can see the pride on his face. <laughs> was, before we came, he's like, can I go on as a guest appearance? He's <laughs> like, no. So I'm talking about you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> he was actually pushing the buggy, and it was very full of stuff. I mean, it was like it was coming over the top. We were on the last aisle. Well, there's six people in your family. It's yeah, understandable. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And he actually took the buggy and he turned it towards one of the guys, the one that had stopped in front of him. And he's holding it and he's just like ready because there's a a freezer section or or like the little, the low freezers Mm -hmm. behind the guy. And he turns the buggy and he faces it towards him. And he was ready to ram the guy between the buggy and and the freezer that was behind him. And I thought that was great. (laughs) I kept a whole buggy length between them and, you know, he could probably inflict more pain with that. I don't want to get run over with a 
fucking soldier. She's going to pin to a freezer. <laughs> She's yeah. going to beat him with a pack of Again, lunch meat. Again, improvised weapons <laughs> are very effective. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that was another thing that, you know, he was prepared. Um, he's like, what do I have right now that I can use? <laughs> oh, an entire buggy full of groceries. Let's do this thing. We're going to play bumper cars. <laughs> <laughs> I was also very appreciative that the two older ones happened to have on impact um, hoodies that day, too, because I was like, maybe, maybe that helps. So they just, yeah. like, both turn and flip up their hoods on the guys, like, let's do this. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I was aware of what they were doing in, in, the, in the line to pay. Um, I didn't have to explain it to my kids. They, they grasped the situation. Um, and just my younger two, they knew. The way that I grabbed them, my daughter knew to stay up against me. She knew to hold on to me. Mm-hmm. And just simply the fact of not backing down and making eye contact with the person. And yeah. letting them know that, you know, this is not going to happen easily. Chris, let's be honest. I've known you for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've never seemed like the type of person that would just kind of be like a super easy target anyway. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> you know, but now you've had this other training that's kind of helped all that. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Um, yeah, you've never seen like the type of person who's just like, oh, okay, well, let's... No, no. I'm very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I've been told that about myself as Probably well. Probably so. difficult. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more situation I would just like to bring up, and we actually talked about it on the podcast when we were talking about integrated combatives, um, was oh. it was actually Kylie and Gentry that were walking around Walmart together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to hear from y'all's perspective for just a moment, because Kylie hasn't talked much. Uh, anyway, so from y'all's perspective in the moment, when y'all were walking around Walmart and realized you were being followed while you were there to do self-defense training. Mm-hmm. You want to talk first? You talk first. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so I don't remember, what was it, like 9 o'clock at night? Yes, I think. we, we yeah. went over there at Walmart at 9 We took a whole group, we went over to Walmart, and we broke up into either, you know, pairs or small groups, and we were walking around Walmart, and Kylie and I were together, and we had been making several trips around the stores. We were counting the exits and just, you know, looking to see if there were children running around that we could easily abduct, not because <laughs> we wanted to, <laughs> simply just... Just it was to, training. It, it was, was training. training. It was training to see what other people are seeing, um, and so you know we were we were aware of what was going on, but we had our own list of things that we were looking for, and so we were definitely paying attention to what we were doing. And there was a guy that was following us, and he followed us around the entire store. And every now and then we would step into an aisle and just kind of wait, and he'd go past and. And then we'd step back out. It wasn't a big deal because we knew he was doing it. And we knew there was other people watching him do it who were there with us. But but um, it's a, a definitely a different perspective when you are doing it for training and you know you're being followed. And yeah. Then when you're actually in the store and you know, there's some creep following us now. But Real quick, my, my favorite thing about it was when we got back out, basically every group except mm-hmm. for me and my partner at the time and Jada and her husband who was her partner at the time mm-hmm. every other group saw you guys being followed right we and managed were, to be in different parts of the yeah, store. yeah, yeah we did too. I think we only saw them one time like I saw you and your partner I think we ended up taking similar routes around yeah. the store because I saw you and your partner a whole lot more than I saw anybody else in the group I saw the group that watched them be followed like one time but I don't think I ever really saw them until we were leaving yeah yeah we passed y'all once Y'all were on the deodorant aisle. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were on. You see the guy use the deodorant and put it back on the shelf. 
I know. It's I will never grab the front three hundred. No. Ever no. Again. no. I always take the lid off. Yeah. So I think it's. Yeah, I think it's safe to say we had other things on our mind, like gagging. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just happy I just ordered mine from Sam's.com. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, what I really found was, was the, the group of three guys uh-huh. that ended up going like, they didn't just notice. They decided to follow the guy that was following you guys. And, <laughs> and the fact that the I guy thoroughly had... thoroughly enjoyed that. He had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> he's being followed and doesn't know it. I wouldn't be surprised if that was my dad's idea. I don't know. Your dad was part of the group. I know that much. It was probably your dad's idea. (laughs) And the fact that we were all, we were both wearing shirts that said Impact Defense on them, and so were the guys following the group that was following us. You know, they might be together, maybe. How would you have handled it differently if you'd been by yourself? Number one, she wouldn't have been by herself. I know, but if you had to... Now you're talking for her! I'm just... Good. As the father, I just say that, okay? (laughs) Um. So the first thing would be, don't be by yourself. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Don't be by myself. Mm-hmm. Um. I would have definitely made sure to keep an eye on him, because I don't know what his intentions are, and the odds are they're probably not going to be good intentions. Mm-hmm. So. What if he had started to get braver, like even tried to like speak to you or something? I um. First off, I would have kept him at a distance where he wouldn't speak to me like you know four step rule that. Well, they can speak to you four steps away I know but I don't really want to talk to strangers you just made yourself as kind of a, you'd have acted like a jerk no I'm just saying you just you would not have been friendly yeah okay I've gotten out a lot of things by not looking friendly yeah mm-hmm. it's like just look like he would rip their face off for speaking to you and people <laughs> just kind of leave you alone it's like those people kiosks in the mall when they try to get your attention. <laughs> I was in the mall with my husband one day yeah. and you see the person going around with the like, scents Ooh. trying to get the scent on you and like things like that and I see them and I immediately like mm-hmm. so I was just like jump yeah. this way and if they if they like start mm-hmm. to get too close you glare like mm-hmm. you know, but otherwise you keep your head ducked and you keep walking mm-hmm. it's like you're in a street in New York okay um <laughs> My husband didn't notice the. <laughs> this was when we were dating, and um, he starts walking, and he didn't realize, he didn't understand why I had just like suddenly sped <laughs> up left. and ducked my head. <laughs> and then before you know it, they're like in his face with the sentence. He's like, "Ha!" Huh. <laughs> you know, condition black, but with all <laughs> That is another oh, thing too that you know is is good for your kids doing self defense is. Understanding that condition, black, and how not to freeze up if something does happen. If That's someone, the truth. If someone grabs them and they freeze up, then, I mean, it, they're not doing anything to save themselves. I mean, just the fact that being able to teach your kids, if, if they have to fight for 10 seconds, to fight for 10 seconds, but to do something that gets attention and lets people know that they need help, um, just keeping them from being quiet and, you know, just hitting that condition block where they don't know what to do and they freeze. So, uh, we've talked about we do stress training for all the ages, mm-hmm. including even our four year olds. Now, it's appropriate level of stress training, but you know, and they don't realize they are going through stress training. But our whole goal in any of this is just to make sure that nobody freezes up in a real situation. Um, for like your three oldest, mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, when we're doing self-defense stuff, we just attack them. I mean, not <laughs> full on, but I mean, right. you know, we're putting them through it, making them, you got to work your way out of it. Right. And uh, so that, that really helps people not to mm-hmm. fall into condition black. Like, oh my gosh, I have never seen this before right. because we've put them in this mm-hmm. in a, in a very good, safe and caring environment. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. I've talked to a lot of people that I have recommended to them that they get their kids, you know, started training in self-defense. And a lot of them say, but I just want them to stay innocent. I don't want them to always be looking for bad things. And and I try to tell them, you know, they don't have to always be looking for bad things. But if they never know that something can actually happen and how to handle it, then their chances of coming out of it in a good way is very, very slim. Now... On this topic, um, you having your four kids and them having been in situations like that, like the one you were just talking about mm-hmm. in the not Walmart, <laughs> um, you said that you said watch those guys, mm-hmm. and then they automatically switched into defense mode. Right? Would you say that they were walking around paranoid before God, that? No, definitely That's- not. We were just minding our own business. We are always aware of what's going on around us, but we're not just like. <laughs> because I've yeah. I've seen your kids and you in public and you guys walk around smiling. You're mm-hmm. you're joking. They right. they're perfectly happy. When but the not fact, fighting, but yes, <laughs> yeah. But, but that's a sibling thing. Um, none of them look scared or carry themselves right. like they're. Are you guys like, scared at Walmart? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just I had to ask them. Just, yeah. It's like your your kids walk around confident. Right. They walk around, they know how to carry themselves, they know um, what they're supposed to do if something like that happens, and that gives you a confidence that you wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. So training it doesn't make them paranoid. It doesn't take away their innocence. What it does is it makes them stronger people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much. We are going to uh, wrap things up um while you're already on here i want to ask we were already talking about possibly doing one that's just like about women's self-defense would you mind coming back on for another one at some point it's be fine with me awesome okay guys uh really quick remember it helps us out if you comment if you uh write a review actually on apple podcast so if you go over to apple podcast leave us a five-star rating and leave us a uh, written review that would help us out tremendously uh we had a guy named robert victor and also we'll uh, you know read your comment as well he said super amazing podcast with the best host thank you very much and it's highly recommended we really really appreciate that we love our uh you know positive comments that we get so far we've only gotten positive comments so we'd like to keep that going uh, <laughs> But thank you guys very much. And again, do not forget. FastCon 2021. <laughs> I was to say, are you going to say anything else about it? October. Thank you, Gentry. Yes, October 15th and 16th. Third week. For <laughs> each. Uh, and then we are, and we haven't mentioned it in a few weeks, but we are also doing abduction prevention instructor certifications on Sunday morning. 
So if you're interested in that as well, we are going to do that as a discounted rate. Normally, our instructor certification is like $397. We're going to do it for $197. And we're going to give you all the materials. We're going to give you all the materials to run it and also be here to support you when you decide to run one. Sign up today and pack your fence online slash fast. Yes, what she just said. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you later. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard. But yes, it does. Yes. so good. I know. <laughs> My brain went to other things and like when he was threatening the rabbit the other day. When he said he knew karate. Remember? That's right. Yeah. Did you hear that story? Real quick. There was a rabbit under a bush when we came in the driveway. He saw the bush wiggling. He thought it would be funny to go catch the rabbit. So we were walking down the driveway and I was like, you don't need to touch it because wild rabbits still bite and they'll fight you and, and they'll hurt you. He's like... But I know karate, and that bunny doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Not going to help you here, but yay. <laughs>